You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast.com and on Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the 135th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in Orlando, Florida. This is Matt in freezing cold Minneapolis. This is Spencer Howe in Boston, Massachusetts. Guys, I got to break right in because I feel like we may need to backpedal on some stuff we've said in the past. Unlikely. I don't know if that's ever happened before. Yeah, what? very unlikely. I, I'm a little Did worried. You- Ride a fat bike this weekend or something, and now you're converted. No, I've I've already come to my peace with that. Um, uh, but no, I have I have not ridden a fat bike yet in uh, in 2016. Um, guys, I'm I'm worried that I read an article today that uh, T.J. Van Garderen, friend of the podcast, mm-hmm. um, says he's going to skip the tour and focus on the Giro. Yes. Finally, and that's I, awesome. I feel like maybe he's going through the back catalog and like, yeah, getting some tips. And I, I, I feel don't... like we owe him. I feel like we owe him. So like, this is a growth moment from him. It like, is a growth moment. It's true. I don't know. I if I was this, Richie Port, I'd be really disappointed that I'm losing huge. my top domestique. Well, <laughs> maybe he's happy because he doesn't have to listen to the whining. See now, I mean, see that's the kind of thing. I think we might we may owe the man something here. I don't well, know. I let's see. Let's see if we, he can come through on it what and actually need. do the race and not like at the last minute decide that like the form's not there. I guess I'll just do the tour. Well, see, what's great about the Giro is that it doesn't it's not trying to impress anybody. It's not trying to throw like more crazy stuff in like, oh, let's throw a Peru Bay stage in like it's just a it's just a grand tour. And I think well, I think he has a shot. I think he has a legit shot. It no. usually throws in crazy in that it's like right. we found we found a, a mountain that's 27% for yeah. five miles. No, because they have all the weird gravel mountaintop but finishes. They go, they go uphill. Gonna... They go uphill. Here's the thing. That's awesome. okay. I already know the guy right. that's going to beat him. What we need right now, Who? before you get into that, is we need a TJ Van Garderen heat check for 2017. Okay. How is he? What's he doing? Where is he at? Where is his popularity? How, what? What's the TMZ status? Hot if he or can, not? If he can podium at the Giro, he's super hot. But right. until then, I'm 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 saying he's not hot. Uh, not hot. He checked negative. Mm-hmm. What do you he's got? Tepid. He's tepid. He's tepid. Oh man, guys, I'm, I'm like... going full in. I'm going full TJ today. Oh, no, no. TJ is he... on fire. TJ has flipped the script on this whole podcast outlook on TJ Van Garderen. And if you keep this up, I might just quit the podcast. He's, I'm saying it now. He's going to podium in the Giro, and it's going to be his best Grand Tour result. And many Americans and and poor Tour de France performers are going to follow in his footsteps. And the the well, Giro is going to be the greatest guy, Grand Tour already. Ever. Can you imagine? M- Malema's doing the Giro. Right? Yeah, that was the like the Velo News whatever thing this week, which is obviously not because he wants to, but because Contador is doing the tour and. Trek told him that he's second string now, but still, I think it's good for him because he's sort of like a TJ in that he's had some so, good results, but 
he needs to actually be in the running for a race and actually fight so for a race. You bring up an interesting point. I think we need another heat check. I think we need to heat check the Tour de France. Is <laughs> is the Giro overtaking the Tour? Is it going to be the secret popular girl at the dance that like nobody thought they wanted to dance with, but now all of a sudden the Giro is the hot shit and the Tour is left standing on the sidelines? No, because it, it I think always that... has been. No, I think it's not. I think the Giro is always is always uh, the friend with glasses that it takes people a long time to realize they like. And later, like That's they the they do a few years where they go after the the blonde that is the tour. And after a few years of racing, they realize, oh, all along my way cuter friend that's way cooler um, that has glasses is the Giro. <laughs> and I've always wanted to ask the Giro out. But if they can't get either of those. They ask out that girl from study hall that nobody really likes called the Volta. Uh-huh. Not so very cool. Kind of mean, but like her parents got a pretty cool pool. Right. Yeah. I feel like this whole argument hinges on the fact that you wear glasses and you just want the glasses wearing. Here's the thing. Dude, that's every eighties movie is there's the blonde with no glasses and the brunette with glasses. That's way cuter. And Can everybody knows it. TJ on the podium at the Giro. It's not going to happen because Bauke Malima is going to the freaking Giro, and it's going to be amazing. It's true. He's, I'm already. I'm getting Grand Tour fever already, guys. It's December. What's going on? The problem with the TJ thing for me is that Darwin Adapuma won't get to be the leader of BMC at the Giro, which he should be because he's ten thousand times more exciting than TJ. Do you think so, he'll get uh, Volta leadership, though? I don't know. I guess they don't have anybody else for G. Yeah. Who does, else does BMC have for G? Darwin Adapuma will still show up to the Giro. And mm-hmm. when T- when TJ fails, yeah. he will become the head domestique. Or maybe that's what... It doesn't say TJ's leading the team at the BMC, at the Giro, does it, in the article? Uh, yeah, Doesn't it, does. it say that he's just going uh, to the Giro? It definitely he says could be going says. as a domestique. It's implied. He's, I mean, if he, you speaks, read, okay, he speaks yeah. American. Well, can you imagine, like, ooh, if Spencer is right and he does get on the podium, can you imagine the um, the exuberance of the English-speaking media mm-hmm. of TJ getting it? I mean, God forbid Talansky does his best impression of Ivan Mayo or Heimar Zubeldia and finish with a top 10 at the um, the Volta. You so, know, if want, TJ got yeah. on the podium. Well, I'm going to read you guys a quote quick from this from this TJ thing uh, that I was reading earlier. And I want to get uh, I want to get your take on it because I do think I think oh, the heat the heat check is high. Hi. He says okay. uh, he says you know he's talking about how he's had a couple years poorly performing in the tour after doing so well. How he needs I had to get noticed. Back. Yeah, he needs to get back to that. So he says uh, uh, he's switching back to his old trainer. He says no more of this low. Uh, low carbo BS anymore. It was all about marginal gains, looking for those quarter of a percent gains. Ah. But if the difference isn't even measurable, then why try it? Back to <laughs> back to basics is my phrase. I'm keeping it simple. He's going full so, French, you guys. That's nice. Well, that that I actually can get behind. Um, See? I, I like that. That's exciting. I think I think the heat is on there. The so is check. he going back to getting to training rides with Lance? Well, that's what he's been doing the last two years. Yeah. He's probably he probably spent too much time with Lance, and Lance was telling him you got to do you got to train for two hours, and then you got to lay upside sure. down and get a blood drip, and now he's just gonna. <laughs> Spencer, is this a heat check uh, segment over? Like, like, there isn't an intro and outro music. Like, I don't know if we're still going here. No, we could still go. 
Let's let's heat check some more guys. What do you got? Yeah, let's heat check. Well, I'm just saying, let's so like we, bookmark this TJ conversation because okay. it segues beautifully into the next uh, so, topic. So Richie Port. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, check. no, we weren't going to talk about Richie Port. Remember, we made a nope. we yep, made we a did. promise. We weren't going to talk about him until after the tour down under or then something. The heat is low. All right. Uh, next. The heat should the... be off on that one. So here's a here's a deep cut. We need a heat check on uh, Leopold Koning. Oh, oh hot, <laughs> red no. hot, he, he's, he's uh, red damn. hot. What oh, team he, is he? Is he? Wait, he's he's leaving, leaving Sky. Sky. He's leaving. Oh, Sky. where's he going? He's going to the Sagan Run uh, Bora team. Dude, red hot. Oh, dude, he's. So he won't have any reason to do anything but climb for himself. Yeah, well, but 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 uh, what's his name? Mike is going to be there, so he's going to be second string still. No, Micah's first. Micah is ten thousand degrees warmer than Koenig. What has Koenig done in the last three years? Work for Scott. Sixth place at the tour in the 2014 for NetApp Endura. <laughs> Try again. Okay, two years. What is what has Micah done in the last two years? He's won a couple of pocket dots and things he's like been that. On, yeah. He's been on podiums, Tim. Podiums. I, I think Koenig's got you know Koenig's got a Grand Tour podium in him this year. Interesting. Definitely. Maybe, right, that's a take. All right. He's second so, string. What about uh, Fabio Aru? What's the, what's the heat index? Man. I think Aru's going to be good because you know Velenus told me he's the leader of Astana, which uh, if if I had ever looked ever paid attention to cycling, I would already know. But obviously, it's winter, so that's a fucking hot story. If if, I, if there was ever a question whether or not some of the uh, uh, kind of Italian run um, or Italian influenced cycling teams had mob connections and things like that, I think this Astana team is the uh, the smoking gun for that because you remember two years ago there were three like bona fide could be the leaders on that team nabali you had landa and you had uh aru and and, today, and you had vinikorov just to stir it all together today oh, only one God. remains that man yeah. buried those other two men like sent them off well, packing to some other well, team to, wait, little he guy. sent them off packing to very very plush expensive like they're well, making a lot of money where they went landa landa pulled the while. best magic trick of the year last year yeah. when he tricked sky into giving him a lot of money so that he could do n- what nothing? Much nothing hey yeah. little guy did what? um where did you find out about uh aru being the team leader oh uh Vela news they had a really in-depth article that told me that uh astana did a press release and said that aru is their new leader which is like god who would have thought right thought what that there'd be a press relief about aru or the fact that Vela news is writing stories just that you would even have to say, like, Velenus would write, I, one, that Astana would have to note that that's their leader, but that Velenus. I don't even know what you're trying to set me up to I'm say. Just, I'm just, I'm just lobbing the softballs at you, little guy. This is how good a, a Tim Hayes' segue is. Like, he's just, he, I see him working over there. Tim, he's why trying. don't you tell me what you think I should say? Well, what I was going to say that you should say. Okay. is that um, <laughs> that you did not expect this high-quality journalism to come out in the middle of the winter well, from Velo News. What I'm, what I'm saying is that, yes, it is shitty journalism. And two, <laughs> they can't be bothered to give me full reports on both of the big Euro cross races on the weekend or have good info about American pro cross races, but they can run these stories. Or they also had to run the Malema... The Malemo goes to Giro story above the fold and below the fold. 
which you're like, really? Do I need it in both places? I, yeah. I didn't click on it. I went past it. I mean, I don't need to look at it again. He's not an English speaker, so you do got to hey, really drive it home. Well, he's on track. Hey, hot or cold, uh, Spencer? Hot or cold on heat the check. brand new heat check? Heat check on the BMC kit that was unveiled today that was all over the social media. We're 10 minutes into this podcast and we haven't even mentioned the bmc kit yet which well, is embarrassing that's because i was trying to forget about it embarrassing might be the right word um i haven't seen it's, it it's got it's i, don't I, it, know. I am so thoroughly disappointed by that kit because i was led to believe that bmc was not the team the title sponsor anymore that it was going to be tag hewer as the title sponsor so i was expecting a whole revolutionary kit and then nope it's no, the same I, red and black kit with this ugly shoulders. But it's not. But it's and if not. You're right, all like zigzaggy. Yeah. If oh, you remember, it's got the tag hewer on the arms, man. Oh, you know, it sure does. Um, <laughs> if you remember, like when the when the uh, BMC first kind of came out with that kit, and it was a little more urban camo, and it had that kind of like uh, what you would call like it almost looked out of focus. You know what I mean? Like kind of cool, yeah. blurry, kind of faded in. It's like they just sharpened that up. And it just became this jagged line on each side of the jersey. And it's like a weird, shitty lightning bolt down the middle now. And it's. It is a little weird. Well, you know what they're leaving is room for another sponsor to jump right on board there on the stomach. Anybody got an extra $100,000? What they're leaving is all sense of design and, and, you know. Can we talk about. Can we talk about the Greg Van Amerat? Avermat? I love it. Like gold medal kit? I love With, it. Gold piping uh, all around and the, the gold it, cuff just on the end of the sleeve that makes it look like his arm warmers are falling down constantly. It's yeah, so good. It, it's such and a bad kit. That's great. I'd be embarrassed if I were him. Can we talk that. about GVA's hair, though? His hair is amazing. For his crutches? It's incredible. Did you yeah, see yeah. his crutches that he's using? No. The little, like, I was sidetracked by his hair. It was amazing. Ugh. Yeah, he looks good with a cane. So there is another. Oh, go ahead. BMC, uh, they switched from the Pearl Azumi kits to the ASOS, which I guess makes sense, uh, tying mm-hmm. into the being a Swiss manufacturer. And then they switched, uh, or they added uh, Tag Heuer, which uh, is another Swiss company. So that's pretty cool. And then they switched off the Continental tires to Vittoria tires, which is not Swiss, but they speak Italian in Switzerland. So I guess that sort of ties in a little bit, but a lot of changes going on there. Um, and then, and then TJ like stepping up and becoming the man we always wanted him to be. I'm a little worried for you, little guy. I think he might be able to beat you in an arm wrestling contest now. No, man, I've got, I've literally got end of January. I've got a little barbell being delivered to me. I got to carry around all the time and it's only going to get heavier through the year. So I'm, it's progressive training. Mm-hmm. Over the next year, I'm and I'm gonna have no time to ride my bike. I'm just gonna carry this barbell around all the time. Is it? I'm middle, gonna get. Is his middle huge. name gonna be TJ? Just to remind you what you're working for. No, must <laughs> lift, baby. <laughs> you know, I, I'm Spencer. I, little guy and I are gonna have a meeting about if you can continue on the podcast because your sudden love of TJ now, um, it's been bit started. with a bit of a bug. A bit it's of a, a bug. Lot. It's true. It's true. So. Yeah, I don't know. And then the the other new kit that came out was the Eureka um, Bike Exchange is now just Eureka Scott, and it's like an all black kit with yellow. I did not writing, see I this kit. I didn't see that either. Yeah, it's not anything like write home about. So you guys want to know what kit? Out. You want to know what kit hasn't been unveiled yet? Because 
they're saying the team might not even exist in the 2017. Oh, the uh, TJ the, TJ Sport, the Chinese yeah, team, the Chinese team, mm. and the, also known as the team of Louis Mentes, um, the former Lamprey team, and uh, yeah, so they they are having some issues. UCI never granted them the uh, the World Tour license. They've they put it in hold for these guys. Now, do you know why? The, just the money hasn't arrived yet, and a lot of people are chalking it up to just like the bureaucracy in China. And getting the money released because the government of China has a hand in the sponsorship and ownership of the team. Hmm. But yeah, there's a uh, there's a crazy amount of uh, kind of drama that might uh, go a little bit underneath the uh, radar here. And I would say that this is kind of like if this team doesn't get approved, this is how the Tour de France and the Giro find weasel their way out of this uh, less riders per team, like instead nine down to eight. Oh, they're already uh, weaseling because- out of that. No, but now there's one less team that they'd have to license. So really, that's you know that's nine less riders right there. So like yeah. it could be a way out. Well, that's that's just one more French team you can invite, man. You can invite <laughs> like a local Cat Three team. Mm-hmm. So I um, man, I think uh, Louis Mentes, man, even at Lamprey was a bad decision. But this one was even worse. I, if he'd have just stuck with Dimension Data, I think he'd have had a much better time. What do you guys think? hot or not about uh lachlan or whatever morton going to dimension data and being their one gc guy do you think after his years in the states he's going to actually become a grand tour contender someday being a scrawny little weirdo is this the guy that was on um he's on jelly he was on, he was on garmin and then he was on jelly belly the last two years yeah he does well in really. utah and then that's like yeah it. But do you think he's going to be able to come back and actually compete on the World Tour? He's only been good in the U.S., even when he was on a World Tour team. But I think Dimension Dad is just weird enough. I'm giving him a moderate temperature. He's on yeah. a low simmer. Guys, I just don't know. Low simmer? Thank you. I don't know if this hot or not is really uh, taken well, off the way not, that Spencer wanted it well, to. It's not a hot or not. It's a heat check. <laughs> oh, no, it's hey, hot so or that, not. I just that need that to know if they're on fire. That's all. I don't, I, don't, I don't need the range to which they're on fire. I just need yes, no. Are they hot? Do I pay attention or do I just wipe them off the face of my memory existence? Like, do I all not right, care? Heat check on Erika Scott. I will tell you off the existence because it's that dark blue uh, kit that I just don't like. So um, mm, they're ice my, cold. Out. We're just okay. talking about the kit, not the actual team because the team's yeah. good. Yeah, just the kit. Yeah. No. I bet it'll look good. Chavez has such white teeth. It'll really pop when he smiles across the finish line with his big big smile big smile maybe All right. well how about uh how about we get a real red hot take from friend of the podcast brian koneman he emailed us at the slow ride podcast at gmail.com talked all about how uh he was riding the rollers and he loved when we talked about um slipping notes to george hencappy up in first class but he said more importantly what's the little guy's problem with the track I thought he rode the track. Is it just the tempo race? Never mind. I'm losing interest in my own question. More yeah. importantly, the most annoying thing I've ever seen on a bike was actually little guy himself. <laughs> he has a giant saddlebag that wags. Please explain yourself, Mark. I've got I've got essentials in there, and it was uh, I have a less waggy saddlebag now, Brian. I haven't ridden with you since I got it, but it's uh, new and. Firm. This is the big what blue you... saddlebag, right? Yeah. The, that the thing is great, man. In your bag, little guy, what do you have in your saddle? Let's do a saddlebag check. What do you what do you carry in yours? I uh, carry some wrenches, some tire levers, some tubes, and a pump. 
and sometimes a pocket knife. Wow, that's a lot of weight. What kind of uh, wrenches are you really. bringing in there? A couple Allen keys, sometimes a little 10 millimeter crank, if I've got pullers. on my cross bike. Yeah, crank pullers. No, just normal stuff. That blue one was great, though, because for like uh, the growl races, I could put all that stuff in it, and I could still get a sandwich in there. Yeah, like a an emergency. Get an emergency peanut butter sandwich in there. <laughs> so in my my saddlebag, my Banjo Brothers saddlebag, I carry a tube, levers, and and uh, CO two. Um, Boo! CO2 I'm a big CO two fan stupid. now, little guy. You're a, how old are you? I'm 36, and you I have a titanium. Definitely bike. have a frame pump by now. What is your problem? What is Spencer? I, are you a uh, CO two guy? No, absolutely not. I tried it uh, back when they were kind of still hip and cool and new. And I just, I uh, more often than not, like, let all the air out, like, in my hands, like, stuff like that before I get it anywhere near the valve. And, uh, you know, that's an embarrassing problem. So I've had to go I've, back to... Uh... I've been on too many rides where someone with the CO2 has done exactly that. And then... Yeah, pretty much. You just... Somebody... You, you can't... Yeah. Somebody, not even, I'm not saying like, I'm not throwing shade, just sensor. I'm just been on rides, group rides where mm-hmm. everyone's got CO2s and mm-hmm. they keep messing it up. Mm-hmm. And then it's two of us that have pumps and everyone's like, oh, can I use your pump? Like, yeah. Why don't you carry a pump? It works all the time. The only time it My doesn't CO2 work is that works. one team ride we went on where um, <sighs> Jake and Jason broke, yeah. conspired to break my pump. That was that classic. Ride. I, I, you gotta have pumps. a pump you gotta have a pump and it's gotta work well i used to carry a little topeak one that had a foot thing that folded out and the the top of it folded yeah, over so it was like a like tiny that. little uh floor pump basically and then it had a little that dial on there so you could see how high it was going yep you could see the pressure it was is pretty great maybe a little overkill and uh but or or you get a frame pump because then you don't have to stick it in your pocket it's not awkward and, and it just fits on your bike and you look real pro Super problem. And uh, Grant Kepler um, emailed us at the slowridepodcast at gmail.com. He says, hey, guys, um, everyone has probably filled you in on this already, but Australia is actually part of the Oceania Confederation along with New Zealand <laughs> and rising powerhouse Guam and Fiji. I don't know why you're bothering with Iceland. There was an Icelandic guy in the recent Cross World Cup in Germany or some random American posing as an Icelandic guy. They're much better off riding for Guam. Kind regards, Grant. Guam? So, but what about Fiji? He just mentioned Fiji, and I'm starting to think maybe that's the way to go. I think Guam might be the way to go. Wait, how country. does would Guam get a rider because they're they're protectorate of the U.S.? What are they? They're not. Well, I don't know. State. Puerto Rico had a rider in the Olympics, so it's probably the same thing. That's probably true. Kind of works on the same. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't know anything about Fiji except for that it was the spot that what's his name was obsessed with in the Truman Show. And he just wanted to go to Fiji, and now I want to go to Fiji. The only thing I know about Fiji are the high-quality apples. Okay. Little guy has an apple comment. He can't even get it out. He's disgusted. No, I'm not <laughs> even going to. You don't want to talk about Fiji apples, little guy? He's a Honeycrisp man. All right. Well, Honeycrisps are the best apples in the world. And uh, so you we just got, go like, We thank you for uh, sending in those emails to <laughs> slowridepodcast at gmail.com. So it's always great to hear from our listeners. Um, in other news, on the Wide Angle Podium Network, Crosshairs Radio just did a monster session. It's like an hour and a half broadcast of oh. all of the cyclocross news you could possibly want 
And if you want actual race recaps to know what's happening, join our friends on the Wide Angle Podium Network at Crosshairs Radio for everything you need. And Bill did something cool this week. I don't know if you guys had the chance to listen, but he has his own um, voicemail box now where you can record questions for their podcast and then they answer them on the air. It was fantastic. I loved listening. Uh, Hot Laps Craig um, mm-hmm. Etheridge uh, left a, a question on there and some other good ones. So uh, definitely want to uh, check out the podcast. Yeah, there's definitely a few uh, high quality ones in that episode. Um, learned a lot of things. Let me just put it that way. Learned a lot of things. Um, apparently, there's still people waiting for their car, uh, the parking shuttle at the Biltmore to pick mm-hmm. them up to take them out to parking, which That's is, uh, you know, with cross nationals showing up, you think Micah Rice would care about the individuals still in the parking lot waiting to go to, uh, or waiting to go to their parking lot with uh, Hartford right care. around the corner. Mm-hmm. Man, that's cold. Speaking of, uh, did you guys see the uh, the big rundown Crosshairs had on his website about nationals in Hartford and the uh, promo or the preview video sort of uh, of the course I... that a local did? I saw that, but I didn't. I didn't get a chance to watch it. You you watched it? I did watch it, and I think um, because I've I've been to that park, uh, did a different race there. The course was different, but I've been to the actual park. It was it kind of made sense to me, and I could tell what was going on and things like that. I I'm curious if it uh, was as useful for someone who's not been there. Mm. Um, was kind of you know what I was trying to parse out of it. Um, the things that were interesting, though, were uh, he did go up and pointed out like where the parking is and showed that on video and how you're going to get to the pit and stuff like that, um, which I think is the stuff you kind of need to know, like as much as anything yeah. else on the course preview. And it looks like it could work totally smooth or it could be a shit show. And I'm just not sure yet which way it's going to be. It's kind of every cross race, right? It's a fine line. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that, you know, Bill controlled chaos. Bill hit it right on the head as far as just like what are people going to complain about at this year's cross race, right? Like the last year, like people were freaking out about the, or two years ago, trees, parking, what will it be this year? And there's a lot of candidates um, for this Hartford race. Mm -hmm. There's the parking situation. There's the fact that there's a river that uh, could possibly flood. Bring Um, it back the flood. That's an old one. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, I mean, the flood and cross worlds. Yeah. 2013 yeah. let's bring it back well it'll for surely be parking because come on we're americans so we all want to complain about parking so heat check on uh, nationals are you guys pumped do you think it's going to be awesome like uh, who are the contenders what are you thinking like where Good it stands questions, right Spencer. now uh, i don't hide like, i think jeremy win. powers wins again no uh, really hide yes this is hides here man this is hide <laughs> I don't where, think so. Where is, has Powers been racing? Was he doing? It doesn't he matter. So he always seems to pull it out. Like I think that I hmm. Powers wants to win that one. I think that Powers is the man to beat. Um, yeah, the only I mean, guy that that uh, that could possibly you know Hyde. I think Hyde's going to be one of these uh, racers that will become our um, the guy we always want to win the big one, but he never will. Like like the guy that's really? clearly the best rider out there but he's just kind of like he's like the chicago cubs like the lovable like i, I mean not even the cubs wait. like just some like really good team yeah that just like the golden state warriors last year up three one still lost you know i could see Hyde, you know up for the win and then maybe like a flat tire on the last lap like just kind of some bad luck you know that's what happens to yeah, people yeah that little crash uh, last year um kind of yeah, you know like, kept it from uh, being a two-up sprint basically 
But I just, he is up his game this year. I mean, yes. look, look at this. Look at this weekend. Like he's 14th one day or something, but right in the top 10 for most of the race. Like he is. He's he's I feel like he's so, the new Jonathan Page and that he's probably going to race less here. He's going to crush it in Europe. He's going to come back and just just come back to win nationals. Every is there year, anyone you know? other than those two that is even on the radar? Yes. Mm. Torton. Torton. Bloom. Or whatever his name is. Nailed it. Wow, try it one more time. <laughs> I don't even know. Uh, he Torton. crushed it. He crushed it in one. McTubbin. Yeah. Just just go with that. <laughs> yeah, McTubbin. Uh, um Curtis White could be there if those guys make a mistake. I can see those guys dueling and making a mistake and him pouncing on it. You know, he's he's not quite to their level, but I, I think he, he could see, be close I, enough. I think you guys might be just a tad underestimating him. Um, I think he well, could you know, be up there. Um, you probably watched him more than me. Yeah, I've been seeing so him a lot. You've seen so him might... in purpose. Yeah, in, uh, in per- a lot. I've seen him a lot yeah. in person, winning a lot of races around here. But it might also be that bias uh, coming out. But what, all, the, all what those about... guys are actually from here, so I guess that. Speaking of Jonathan Page, what about the old man himself who... There's been years where he hasn't won much. He's been in Europe. He hasn't won much. He's come back to the U.S. and he doesn't win much. Mm-hmm. But then Nationals come, and mm-hmm. it's a right course for him. It's a time of year for him. I think his challenge is is going to be Hyde, because I think Hyde does well in those conditions too. But what do you guys think? Jay Page still got still got one in him? No. Got the ch- so are you thinking, ten? little guy, because of the, the, the location and the venue and the weather, like that's why pa- Powers is one, because it's been kind of – drier conditions the last well, uh, three years i mean yeah look when it gets super sloppy and messy you know i mean like I mean, look at like even like in wisconsin in, when yeah, it was super messy madison. like he won in madison on the warmer nicer year but then on the crappier page one you know and powers was nowhere to be seen mm. all right that's a good point so maybe uh maybe it is hide but you know mctubbin uh logan owen I, I still think, you know, like, I know these guys are kind of through the, you know, well, lower some radar. Some of the other guys, but... like the Dan- Danny Summerhill, you know, he's been up there this year. Yeah. Uh, Kerry Warner is probably a dark horse. Oh, what about friend of the pad- podcast, Dan Chavanoff, who's totally crushing it with sound effects as he's winning races by, like, miles on the Twitter sphere. Did you guys see that? I, I Wait, saw how that. is sound effects? Yep. yep. Uh, like when he comes across the line, he pulls his phone out, and he pulls out that little app that you've got, and he's like, You'll have to check it out, though, guy. Uh, it's I'm not going to bother uh, explaining it on the podcast, but it's on. I think it's on Dan's going to get 14th. 14th? Not even a 16th. It's no. What do you guys think about this Adam Meyerson guy? You think he's got a 16th place in him? He's maybe in the 40 plus race. Is he doing the 40 plus uh, race? He's going to do the race. The I think. Yeah, he I wants that so. national champion jersey. Hey, um, so cross nationals coming. Is this Katie Compton's another another year of Katie Compton victory, or are we going to see like a Katie Antonov um, win or a um, uh, Aaron? Uh, um, L. Anderson. Aaron's? L. Anderson. Sorry, based out of Europe. My bad. I I think it's it's still Compton's race to lose, but you know it's got to end sometime. Yeah. Compton, uh, the only time I've seen her race this year, because she's, uh, I think, is uh, is at D.C., and she dominated everybody. Um, but, but has she raced recently? She's out in Colorado this past week. So. Okay, yeah, she's out but, there. I look at that. And it, too, is looking super good. Uh, Elle Anderson's having pretty good results over in Europe. 
And, um, you know, I don't, I assume Ellen Noble is going to be racing the U23, but she could potentially step up and try and get on the podium in the elite race. I don't know. Yeah. I, I have no idea. I um, bother with that, man. Contend. Well, hey, probably we... not going to be in the mix that much. I know. Yeah. She's, the, um, she's on the little guy training plan right now. <laughs> the, uh, the like Twitter sphere. Bike's broken and her season's over? Baby on the way. Oh, nice. Baby. I think it might affect her slightly more than it affects my training. <laughs> Probably. We got a um, we got two sweet new podcast reviews on iTunes that I want to give okay. a shout-out to, guys. Give them to me. Um, Rody Eric hits us up with his review straight from the source. I started listening to these guys on my new horrendous commute to work. Needless to say, the time now flies by. Great combination of, well, lots of stuff. They're like the Bike American, not TV version of Top Gear. Keep it up, guys, American, and I can't wait. TV. I like it. And We're... keep it up, guys, and I can't wait till you have Gorgeous George and maybe another one with Dan Craven. Ah. That's good. So a couple of things here. Um, first off, yes, everyone still please continue to tweet um, George Hincapie. I believe it's at G Hincapie, but you may be able yep. to find him at Gorgeous One. Um, we did send him an email. He has not responded to our email, but he did favorite one of our tweets, so he does know that we exist. Yep. Um, continue to one. copy him on Twitter saying, you know, we don't need everybody to do it. But, no, you know, we need everybody to do if it. If it's like a Thursday at one o'clock and you're sitting there looking at your uh, burrito while it's in the microwave and um, <laughs> you're in the lunchroom and you're like, man, my life kind of sucks right now. I'd be like, you know what would make it better is if I was listening to gorgeous George Hincapie with the boys from the Slow Ride podcast. Who I gotta admit, after George Hincapie wrote that um, question, sorry, favorited the uh, the tweet that we put yeah. out there, I immediately started thinking of questions to ask him. Yeah, well, if if we we're gonna do a heat check on George Hincapie right now, it would be through the roof. Let me. Tell oh yeah, you. like like I, it's uh his his well, stock is high right now, so we yeah. need to get in while the getting's good, and we're gonna need our our listeners' help to just kind of uh you know poke the bear a little bit and see if we can't. Uh, get George as excited about coming on the show as, uh, as we are to have him. Cause let's face it. We're not going to ask him any hard, hardball questions. We're, we just want to talk um, to the man. Yeah. Think, we might ask him some hardball questions like, Hey, what did you do with the donkey from 2002 Kern Brussels Kern? Yeah. That could go yeah. a lot of different ways. Or well, how that, think... <laughs> that fork was heat treated or not. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine if we get him on this show, how many disappointed jerk cycling like the comment section of the podcast would be like you guys totally wasted the opportunity to ask him about his you know opinions on this or blah 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 and we're like dude we just care about the good stuff like that you've always wanted to ask george hincapie sure. about george george we don't care about your results from 2006 to 2010 at all yeah <laughs> what we george remember that guy that pulled you over that had a gun and you were out there on the mountain on paris mountain by your house if he didn't have a gun, could you have taken him? I'm sure, yes, you could have. Oh, yeah, a roundhouse kick, bam! Yeah, down. Like, yeah like Roadhouse. So, um, and then Rody Eric, in that comment, guys, I don't know if you caught it, said that we're like the bike American not TV version of Top Gear, which doesn't exist anymore, and now it's got the new Amazon version called GT or Grand Touring. Have you guys seen well, this show? No. I haven't seen it. Top Gear still exists. I'm well, just yeah. different people. 
No. Let's talk about the original Top Gear that people care about. Yeah. Right. But see, I mean, the, maybe the comment is I'm great. Matt LeBlanc. <laughs> you're Matt LeBlanc? No, okay. you're clearly James May. Yeah, that's oh, without yeah, a yeah. doubt. God, have you guys watched the James May show where he puts stuff together? No, no is it no, good? God, no. Oh, my God. It's so wonderful. He literally just puts things together. It's like, oh, we're putting a guitar together. And it's 30 minutes of him just putting the pieces of a guitar together. Sounds, sounds thrilling. <laughs> so good. So, no, I, I'm totally the James May. All right. Well, well that makes and then, me the, uh, the what? You're, you're the short little guy that um, like know, tries to be cars. fashionable. Yeah. That Hammond. makes sense. Yeah, I, yeah you're, you're, you're Hammond. I'm clearly Jeremy Clarkson because people really <laughs> don't like me. <laughs> uh, you have, kind of run my mouth a little bit too much. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... There are whole nations you're not allowed to go to. So. <laughs> I like that because, you know, that show's about cars and it's British and this show's not about cars and it's not British. So it makes us a perfect comparison, really. Mm-hmm. That's good. What's the other review? That's a nice oh, this review. One, this one's a little bit long. This one comes from the Alma gp and it says top seven in the wide angle podium network hands down this podcast reminds me of the best and worst conversations i've had while driving to and from racings with my friends but in a way that's actually coherent and doesn't include too much talk about tire pressure gear ratios and if i only had moments well at least sometimes i know that these (laughs) i know they must be decent people because they despise pinwheels on cross courses their segues are 78 professionally handled but the improv flexibility is through the roof. Within the Wide Angle Podium Network, I'd rank them somewhere in the top seven podcasts. I do want to learn more about what Embro is appropriate in Florida with all those cold temps and to hear more Greenway stories. Tim's Three Things or whatever it was called was a nice addition. I can <laughs> honestly nice. say I don't think I've ever heard anyone geek out about the green sleeve on the movie star's new <laughs> kit quite to the degree that you all did. Keep up the great work. It's pleasure listening. Well, that's a pretty well, good review. That's a thanks, that's a astute that's a listener. Review. I'll tell you that's what. That's an astute listener. I I just think that the green sleeve. The I think we should just do a entire pro tour review of the sleeves of teams' kits mm-hmm. because BMC would be in last place with this, as someone said, the Mountain Dew logo of Tag Heuer mm-hmm. prominently <laughs> displayed. That thing is horrible. Uh, yeah, yeah. And you know when I first saw it. I thought it looked terrible because they looked like they just slapped a big white box with the Tag Heuer logo on it, on the sleeve, like just willy-nilly in the middle. And I and I thought, my first thought was, why didn't they just make the whole sleeve white? And then it would like kind of have this cool like look Tank to top. it. <laughs> yeah, sort of. But like it, w- it would look better than just this splotchy mess that's going on now. But whatever. Anyway, back to that review. Thanks so much. That review was awesome. That review also, though, was that spanned about 25 episodes, like worth of material that he was referencing there. And I'm a little concerned for how much is this guy driving? Like, is he he an Uber driver or something? Does he submit other people to this? Because that's, you know, there could be some labor laws there. Can you imagine if that was an Uber driver? Man, (laughs) they would be getting so many one star reviews. Yeah. People would be like, Screw that guy. Man, I I got there on time and stuff, but but I don't know what the hell this guy was listening to some inside baseball bullshit about bike racing. Inside baseball. We should do another podcast called Inside Baseball Cycling. Yeah. 
And then uh, the other uh, topic that we had for discussion to kind of round out the day is the uh, Velon race series. Velon, the group of cycling teams that have come together to try to find alternative uh, methods of revenue mm-hmm. have partnered with the Wanda Group, which many people don't know this, but maybe one of the richest companies in the entire world who recently brought the, bought the World Triathlon Council for something like $800 million dollars. They are the largest uh, property owner in China and the largest theater, like movie theater firm operator. They own AMC theaters and several others. This group has some serious loot and they are going to start partnering with Velon to put on some uh, race series. And Mm -hmm. I don't know, guys, I'm pretty excited. Of course, the big news on this whole arrangement was that the the races aren't traditional. Yeah, and they're doing them in in the Netherlands, in Switzerland, and in South Africa. So kind of uh, breaking out of the little bit out of the normal mold of you know what? Belgium. So what are kind of races? What are the races going to be like? I heard you guys say they're going to so they're gonna be, do like, like a points race thing, but I don't know anything else. They're doing a it. race that's like sixteen laps, including the was the Koppenberg or some like cobbled uh, climb. Kohlberg. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so what, every time what, up you get points. We call it a like cycle cross race. No, no. You're gonna climb oh, up, and then the okay. five, four, three, two, one across the line. Like you're gonna get points. So it's a points race. So every lap it's you're like sprinting a, for the it's points. It's like a circuit race with a points race inside of it. But here's the thing: why not just make that a a points race cycle cross race? Because that's way cooler. Because it's on than the a road. Points race. It's road, a road race. But we're talking here's about the thing. I, I know we are, but road racing is boring. But when you when you're a big company that makes a billion something dollars every couple of minutes, you yeah. don't care about cyclocross. That is nothing, and That's only exists bad. in Belgium, really. It's, but if you, I just feel like if I, you're gonna watch people ride up the Koppenberg and then ride down the other side, it's way cooler if they it's can fall. It's not the Koppenberg. It's the Koberg. The uh, Fletch The Koberg. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's a cool. Fun. That's an awesome. I'll fun. watch that. It would be an amazing. So they're doing race. a three. They're doing a three race weekend, little guy. Where like, the first race is going to be like a traditional just bike race. The second day is going to be this weird points race up the circuit climb with like a climb on it. Then the third day is like a team pursuit. So like, my understanding is that they'll probably rank where the teams are. So like, they'll all start at separate times. But like kind of like cross country skiing where it's like you're you know, the the last place team goes last and the first place team goes first and then you're doing like a team time trial to catch them. That's my understanding of kind of what they're doing on the course. Isn't that didn't they do something like that in the tour like tour Mediterranean a few years back? Where where it was that kind of thing, like all the teams went out in time trial but went out at the same time or just like slightly staggered so they were all on course and they could catch each other, but that the times only counted for like the leaders of the team or something? So it was like a time trial, but you got paced by your teammates? I have no idea. I don't know. You're, it was you're, almost, you're it was almost like out, a, I don't know. I feel like it was almost like kind of like a Derny race, you know? But, I don't know. But, but this, you had your... This new, this Velon yeah. thing is like, basically uh-huh. made for tv racing like yeah it's shorter it doesn't take all day you don't need to uh you don't get to stand on the side of the road and see the pack go by once for i am so seconds. excited so excited for this it's like a it's like not quite crit racing but it's it's it threads the needle between road racing and crit racing into like being spectator friendly and but still something that the euros can relate to 
I think the thing that think? can't be underestimated here, though, is the value of that Wanda group being yeah. involved here. This is a group that can immediately, like, it if, might take time, but they have the resources to take on ASO and RCS and oh, to begin yeah. to actually make some changes in the sport. Well, this is huge. I don't know that it'll take that long because they've, speaking of how much money they have, they've got to, if start money rules the world as far as who's lining up at your race, they could get everybody if they want them. Oh, yeah. You know I mean, like, oh, <laughs> your, your little Tour de France is in July. Oh, we're going to hire away Chris Vroom and like everybody else. Like, they could potentially have the pockets deep enough to just do that if they wanted to. Yes. Well, and I, in, in keeping with the heat check, who do you guys think is a rider that would do well in a points race 15 times up a climb? Uh, like the Merck. Because it's, it's one thing when they do it in the race and you got all the miles between and they go up it. They already go up it a handful of times. But going up it, doing a short circuit, basically a still water for Europe. Yeah. Peter Sagan. You think you think Al- it'll become more of a power man thing? I don't Alejandro know. Alejandro Valverde. Dude, yeah, Valverde, well, okay, that's Peter's, true. Well, we could just say Valverde wait, for any of these Is Valverde, though, even, but is Movistar a part of the Velon group? I don't think it is. It is. It is. Uh, you're oh, the is. resident Movistar expert. Yeah. I know. I'm and just thinking of the your green room sleeves. the same color as the sleeve, so. Dude, why do you got to say that out loud? You're like, like, you're, <laughs> yes, I painted it the same color as the sleeves. No one's supposed to know that. We could see it. I mean, it's hard not to see yeah, it. Yeah, it's hard to not remember. Uh, I, I well, think the racing okay. is exciting and kind of uh, an article that I was reading about it kind of boils it down to it's it's going to be a brand new race that nobody's familiar with, right? And like so much of cycling is like built on this like, ah, oh, tradition. Like the only reason tradition. Head Vogue is popular is because it happened a hundred times or whatever. And like, it's not really that great of a race. You hit a couple of classic climbs and then it's 40K flat to the finish, right? Like, so is it uh, is it the okay. race? Spencer intervention time you're into tj and you're dissing head folk i don't know man is it the race that is like draws the fans or is it the bike racers that draw the fans and what a group and and this whole thing is like banking on that it's the racers and not the history and the prestige of the race itself yeah but if you can make a really kick-ass race course like it seems like they've got i'm pretty i'm super stoked on this because it's new and the best part is it's like a weekend I can spend a couple hours each day like kind of following a race and then be like done with it. And it's cool. It's unique. I can move on to something else rather than watching a nine hours of like a Tour de France stage that yeah. does nothing for like me. Like breakaway move from <laughs> three French teams that get caught 10K from the line. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting, you know, like because and I mean, they're using the same climbs that we're all familiar with, right? Like. If the ASO has got the Tour de France and that's their big thing, and this this new Velon group just is like, oh, we're going to do a race that has the Alpe d'Huez in it. Like, oh, we get to watch our favorite bike racers race up the Alpe d'Huez. Like, what's the difference, right? Yeah, what's going to end up eventually, what's going to happen, though, is the Giro is going to sit here going, wait, you can guarantee I can get all of those riders at, my, mm-hmm. at the start of the Giro? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to partner with you guys, and you guys can totally get Torino Andriatico with your goofy, like, weekend of racing. Yep. Fantastic. So what it boils down to, the real question here, guys, why the group owns uh, the uh, Ironman and and professional triathlon? Is triathlon going to save cycling? No. 
God help us all. I don't, um, I, my, my computer's I, acting up. Um, uh, can you guys hear me? Unfortunately. Oh, man. can't believe you're talking about triathlon saving cycling. Spencer says some questionable things this week. I don't know. Spencer is on my tepid temperature yeah, gauge. Not really sure. Maybe he's got a fever. It's the time of year everyone's getting passing around colds and things and stuff. He hey, might pick um, something up. Speaking of temperature and cold, little guy, how is the ice up there in Minnesota? Because Spencer and I are coming to visit, and we're going to do a live podcast on December 21st at 10 p.m. at Grumpy's Bar in Northeast Minneapolis. Oh, well, thanks sure for telling me. There. <laughs> Wait, um, what? Um, we are doing a live podcast on the 21st at 10 p.m. at Grumpy's Downtown. Pretty sure that's well beyond downtown? Uh, little guy's bedtime. Okay, that's okay. Uh, I'm, I, I'll be okay with that. The Hexagon Bar. No, we don't want to do the Hexagon. We'll be able to hear each other. It'll be okay, a show going true. on. Well, guys, what's the temperature like up little, little guy? What do I have to pack? Well, uh, today I believe the high was around 10, and I think it's supposed to be negative 6 overnight. And we got a nice 6 Damn, or I so, thought it was 4 to 6 here. inches of snow over the weekend. So it's an icy... Super cold mess. Uh, negative 20 wind chills tomorrow for all you folks 50- that want to get out and get a little ride in. It was 52 degrees overnight, and Oof. I was a little chilly. Oh, man. You had to bust out the neoprene booties. And the neoprene gloves just to go to bed. <laughs> that would be the creepiest thing in the world to have uh, you roll over in bed and, like, uh, let's just on. let's just move on. Any other emails, reviews, anything anything we can get to here, Tim? Like, let's... no, that's pretty much it. I do oh, want to um, give a shout out to DG After Dark on Twitter, who gave us his uh, impression of the BMC team kit as Mountain Dew Code Red um, <laughs> is what he felt that it looked it like, and I think that like he that, won the uh, Twitter sphere with that. So thank you. You can always find us on Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod. Um, we have quite the community there of uh, people that uh, tweet at us throughout um, mm-hmm. the week. Um, Taylor Jones, uh, at J Taylor Jones, said, hey, the bibs are good. The rest is unfortunate. Of course, talking about that. Um, uh, Uli, Froome of, uh, Uli Flume of Grand Fondo, New York, also said, hey, I don't like the kid at all, more or less. And then he said, hey, and it looks like he preferred a Swatch watch to the tag hero watch, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, cause, uh, you know, overall the kit was panned on the Twitter sphere and all of our followers. But, um, yeah, you know what though? It's going to be easy to see in the Peloton. Oh, Hey guys, this just came, this just in. Model um, Michael Levesque, uh, Twitter handle at Tyler Levesque says slow ride pod. Someone may or may not have made a replica of Tom Boonin, and he put a picture up of on uh, uh, linked a picture of a cardboard cutout of Tom Boonin at a uh, local cross race at Bike Netic Cross. Nice. <laughs> Waiting all episode for that. That that is that is a pretty amazing uh, cardboard cutout of uh, of uh, Tom Boonin. Love where it. was that race? Do you know where Bike that race Netic. was? No, that's uh, that's the one crosshairs have been talking about. Um, somewhere up in that area, Maryland, that's Pennsylvania area. Well, it's good to know we got listeners over there. I I will be waiting for our copyright trademark check in the mail. 
And it is a pretty good uh, Tom Boonen cutout because it has the right arm raised. So this one handles second place. Mm -hmm. So if second place is missing from the podium and it's usually second or third that doesn't make the podium, um, this one can, uh, Tom Boonen can perfectly take uh, take care of it. So this is fantastic <laughs> stuff. So that's great work. Awesome. And I think with that, I mean, that's probably the best way to wrap up the podcast this week. Um, once again, you can find us next week, live podcast next Wednesday, the um, 21st at 10 p.m. And we will be doing it at... Um, Somewhere in Minneapolis. We'll be doing it at... Uh, what, what's a cool hip bar nowadays over there uh, in Republic, right? Republic? I haven't heard of that. Um, is, I haven't um, heard of that little guy. Is, I don't even remember where Republic is. Oh, I remember Republic is. It can't be at Dusty's. Um, Why not? Why can't we do it at Dusty's? I've been to Republic with both of you. Oh, you're right. We have been to Republic. Is Republic the one one on Seven seven Corners? Yeah, yeah. yeah, Hey, is Bullwinkle still there? Maybe we could do it at Bullwinkle's. Bullwinkle's is long. For the last year, I haven't been by for a bit, but they've had a sign up that says, coming soon. It'll be worth the wait because it's been closed for a long time. Hey, what about the uh, Ping Pong Bar? Are we going to go play some ping pong? Uh, I think the Russian techno is a little too loud at that hour. Hey, little guy, you ready to lose in some ping pong next week? Oh, no, man, I'm ready. Look at, look how flexible my wrist is. You're going down. Well, I can't wait to arm wrestle you either. And with that, we'd like to thank you for listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. Make sure you wave at all of your fellow cyclists that you see out there on the road, even if they're riding a fat bike. Let's thank yeah. uh, BK1 for the intro and outro music um, oh, yeah. off uh, Rhyme Stairs Entertainment, his album, Tema to Cannibal, or the song Tema to Cannibal off the album Radio to Cannibal. There you go. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that about wraps us up. Um, next week, uh, don't forget, uh, Mark will be back, hopefully. Um, so, uh, yeah, back hopefully. To, that back to normal. Needs to get it back together. WideAnglePodiumNetwork.com to find out more about all of your favorite Wide Angle Podium Network shows. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod.